0: Hello everybody and welcome to the show. My name is Peter Pittenry and today we're speaking to one of my best friends Willem Mielmann. Willem has been a farmer for the last 10 years and recently qualified as a mountain guide. Today we take a look back at our 2017 Drakensberg Grand Traverse it's roughly 210 kilometers as we ascend the escarpment via the chain ladders at Sentinel Peak then to summit Montauk Sources, the source of the KwaZulu-Natal's Tugela River, Cliff Peak, Champagne Castle, Mafadi, the highest point in South Africa at 3,451 meters, Giant's Castle, Tabana and Tlignana, the highest point in Southern Africa, in Lesotho, at 3,482 meters, and descend via Tamatu Pass to Bushman's Neck. With an elevation gain in excess of 9,000 meters, running along the edge of the escarpment at high altitudes, frequently crisscrossing the border between South Africa and Lesotho, over 34 ridges and accompanying valleys. I've never been prouder of my wife, Hanley and good friend, Willem. It was a truly fantastic experience, and I hope you enjoy. Cool. So today we've got um, Willem, uh, man. I, I like to refer to him in my dreams as the Bethlehem Buffalo or the Afrikaans Aragon. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> today we're going to be profiling uh, the, the Drakensberg Grand Traverse uh, that we did together in 2017, along with my now wife, Hanley. And uh, we're going to start with a brief introduction from Willem and then we'll go straight into to our experience.
1: Okay. Yeah, as, as mentioned, my name is Willem Mehlman. I'm from the Eastern Free State, one of the most beautiful areas in our country. And at this stage, I'm a farmer. I've been farming for the last 10 years and I'm trying to get a foot in the door for in the tourism sector. And um, yeah, so, so um, I'm a newbie in, in the tourism area, but uh, I've, I've done some traveling before in my life, and it's an experience that I would like to share with, with other people of all ages. So most of my travels was done in South Africa, and then I've done a fair, but in South America as well. Which is uh, up till now the the epitome of uh, of my travels, I can say. But um, and yeah, or, or let me rather say until we did the Grand Traverse. The Grand Traverse was really a unique experience. I'm glad we can speak about it today.
0: Yeah, I, I appreciate you saying that it was a unique experience, but Willem, I mean, you went over to South America just in, uh, briefly. I mean, I might have the story completely wrong, but you went over yeah. to South America to, to work uh, in the sort of farming sector and yes. somewhat down the line you changed paths and, and actually <laughs> <laughs> operated as a dentist possibly.
1: Um, but, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so, so what happened is I, I volunteered as a manual laborer Mm -hmm. for a non-profit organization and they at that stage tried to establish a like a farming college or agricultural college they've got lots of potential there to to farm with tropical fruit so yeah i i started with the manual laboring and then there was the opportunity to work with a A group of medical students and it just happened in in South Africa or or most countries in the world I guess it's it's uh, almost impossible to to get the opportunity like that but in Peru specifically there wasn't a lot of red tape and it was uh, I guess I was in the right place at the right time and yeah I ended up helping the dental, the dental team specifically. And then later on became the, the leader for the dental team. So we didn't do any major stuff. It was just extractions and uh, yeah, a bit of cleaning.
0: Yeah. I, I say that every, every time I speak to someone, my hands have already started sweating. The previous one uh, I, time my hands started sweating, I was speaking to a guy, uh, Theodore uh, Liev. I don't know if you've met him. He's a guide in, in Cape Town. He, but yes. Yeah, so yes. so he was telling me about his his experience on Mount Kenya, and uh, yeah. the the last pitch, I he sort of pre soloed it and and had three quite close calls, um, and now you're telling me you know dentistry and tooth extractions not a big procedure, and I'm I'm just trying to <laughs> get my <laughs> well, head around just least, going to the dentist.
1: <laughs> thinking back on it, yeah, it, it uh, my hands start to sweat as well. But I mean, if you're eighteen, you're keen to do anything, and sure. yeah.
0: So, I mean, keen well. to do anything that, that, uh, that kind of fits in nicely with, uh, how the GT started for us. Um, Hunley and myself, uh, Hunley was a, a dietitian in Fixburg mm. in, uh, in the Free States. And she initially went over and, uh, did a community service year there. Uh, I joined her and worked from home for most of the time. And then oof, probably about two months in, she, she said to me, Oh, I, by the way, I want to do the. Grand Traverse in the Drakensberg and I'd never I think I'd hiked in the Drakensberg once before um, when I was very young and uh, since then hadn't again so she said she essentially wants to do the traverse can you research what it's all about so I being in fixburg I I ordered all these maps on on, uh, Mm -hmm. online somewhere and uh, yeah, they, they slowly but surely I'd ordered two because I thought, okay, we're going to do the chain ladders close to Fixburg and that should be the sort of extent of it. So I got the first uh-huh. two maps and then quickly realized the the actual extent of what you wanted to achieve. And uh, we hadn't met yet, but Hanley uh, and I had started reaching out to all our friends in the mountain club and asking them, listen, do you guys want to join us on the traverse? Uh, it's just Hanley and I so far. Uh, we're really interested in in, in doing it in august or september is anyone keen and uh, we were planning on starting on the 5th of august and we asked you probably when would you say Willem?
1: yes if i have to this is just a guess, but i think it was like two weeks two weeks before yeah we actually started yeah yeah
0: and, and you only gave us the final feedback uh, about five or six days before and saying okay i'm, I'm keen uh, to do it
1: yeah, it might actually have been a week. I'm not sure. I can't recall properly, but it was it was really on short short notice. Yeah.
0: And what was your preparation for the traverse?
1: Well, I didn't have a lot of time to prepare <laughs> for anything. So what I just told myself is, if I can, if I can just be uh, mentally tough enough, I can mm-hmm. take the physical beating. Like, yeah. If I can just put one foot in front of the other and keep myself mentally fat, then then I can do it. But I must say, I was a bit concerned because you two are of the fittest people I know. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I
0: appreciate that because I, I, I think yeah, it's a sort of an overstatement it's a little bit from your side because you know a couple of really hardcore people, but I do appreciate that. So um, carry on.
1: No, no, even amongst <laughs> the hardcore people I know, you're still some of the fittest. Oh, goodness. Yeah. So, yeah, I was a bit intimidated by that. And uh, I haven't done anything of that nature up until then. Mm-hmm. But n- not as long. I've done some overnight hiking, and, but not, not really that um, that long, as I said. And off-trail, of course
0: yeah
1: and um so yeah i went i went and bought myself new boots hiking <laughs> boots because i only had fellies at that stage and i was also concerned that um, i might not have enough time to break them in before before the actual hike started so i, I bought i think it was the the k-way expedition or uh, what what's exactly the Kili yes. expedition boot or something like that? Yeah. And they're, they're extremely waterproof, which means that your feet also get wet if, if you start to sweat. Mm-hmm. Not not wet from outside, mm-hmm. from inside. And um, after I bought the boots, I realized that uh, my, my feet is sweating a lot in these boots and Obviously, wet feet leads to blisters and stuff, and um, yeah, at that stage, I just thought myself, as long as I can put, even if I do get blisters, as long as I can put one foot in front of the other, blister is not going to stop me, and I'm just going to tough it out. Mental strength is the only strength I've got. Uh, I'm I'm not really (laughs) as fit as I want to be for this. Yeah. And, yeah, luckily it never happened. I never got blisters. Um, It actually went really well. Yep.
0: I think we were very, very lucky. So I I think what what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to jump straight into uh, just this is a, there's a video element to this as well. So for the viewers, um, you know, if you want to go and see on the screen, I'll I'll essentially just put uh, the Google Earth imaging of uh, the, the actual route that we did. Uh, so essentially, um, Willem, we started off at your farm, uh, which is, yeah. I mean, in the car, and uh, your wife and uh, a good friend of yours uh, volunteered to to drive us to the car park, and then yes. we we proceeded. I think we must have left at about three thirty or four in the morning from your farm, which is about an hour's drive, yeah. and yeah, I think um, that's about correct. And then we arrived at Sentinel Car Park. Uh, take take me through kind of what happened from from the car park area, and uh, let's let, let's try and uh, finish off at uh, at um, and and for everyone listening, I apologise about the pronunciation again. I don't know the Berg very well. Uh, we we had a, a bunch of maps like you can see behind us, and then we had two GPSs that we would put on, uh, you know, and, and track where we needed to go. Uh, get a point of reference, uh, switch it off to conserve battery life, and then we would hike for the better part of two and a half, three, four hours, and then check our location, uh, rework our our direction, and then carry on like that, uh, myself, Willem, and Hanley. So, um, Willem, uh, Montauk sources, that was our first real kind of peak, I suppose, uh, eight kilometers in. Take me through your kind of recollection from Central Car Park. (laughs)
1: Yeah so so the first day was was actually a a bit of a heavy day for me um even though it's the area of the Drakensberg that I'm most familiar with mm-hmm. uh it, it was more the the fact that I was saying goodbye to my my wife and uh I, I was still a bit dominated by your guys fitness (laughs) so i can recall that when we started my good friend actually carried my bag for me my my wife and my friend hiked with us all the way to the top and then they turned back and he actually carried my bag um, and, and the reasoning behind it was that i thought no you guys are just gonna fly when we get to the top And um, (laughs) I'm I'm gonna need all the help that I can get. So, so Chris actually carried my bag to the top, and um, I I spent the the last few hours with my wife. And then when we got to the top and we actually said goodbye, was the most difficult part of the Grand Traverse for me personally. I can remember feeling extremely heavy, saying goodbye to my wife and. especially because we live on a farm and it's, it's, it's dangerous times living on a farm these days and she would be on her own on the farm. But yeah, from there on, it just got better. Every, every day, it just got better. And the experience was, uh, yes, yeah. I, I would highly recommend it to anybody. But yeah, after, after we, we backed the first summit, the Mount saw Summit,
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We, that, we, we actually went to, into Lesotho a bit and, and started to meet with, with some of the shepherds. Or not directly, but we, we started to notice that we we're not as alone as we thought we would have been. Mm. I, I thought, I can't recall exactly at what time of the year we did this, was it august
0: yes yeah we started on the 5th of august and then we hiked for about eight or nine days Uh, we finished on the 13th of august at around midday
1: so so i thought uh, at at that specific time of year due to the harsh weather that there would actually be a lot less shepherds but we Mm. did encounter quite a few of them and um yeah, it was it was actually a, a good experience to to interact with them a bit and to see how they live and so on and so forth.
0: Mm. What really stood out to me was uh, how little they actually live with. I mean, we, mm. we encountered, uh, this is further down the, the, the trek, but we encountered someone uh, just sort of climb on the start of the climb to, to Banan Tanyana. And yes. um, he was hiking back uh, and Where we'd actually met his brother, uh, down in, in a valley somewhere. I mean, there were, there were hundreds of valleys, but, uh, and he was just taking a bag of Millie meal to his brother that would last mm. him for a certain amount of time. I can't remember how long. And th- and that was, you know, what they had to survive, uh, through, through the, the, the winter, which was crazy to me. And, you know, he was hiking from Sani pass, uh, if yes. I'm not mistaken, and he was wearing jeans, tackies and a hoodie and a jacket. Uh, with a little yeah. backpack on.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, it, it really um, makes you feel fortunate for for all the privileges that you have.
0: Yeah, and it kind of puts you in. It persp- puts it into perspective how sort of you know you, you you plan and prepare. Well, honey and I planned and prepared for about six seven months, and got all our gear ready and made sure we had the absolute lightest. I, I must say that um, you know I'm I'm overly Happy that I got to do it with with you and Hanley. Hanley uh, for me was the standout star um, of of the whole traverse. She she mm. I mean she carried four kilograms less than us, uh, and she still had a twenty eight kilogram backpack, which is incredible for uh, for my limited experience hiking long uh, treks. Uh, you yes. carried about thirty two kilograms. I carried around thirty two, uh, and then uh, yeah, Hanley carried about twenty eight kilograms. We, we did pack most of the the, the the first two days of food in her pack, so it got lighter, but not yes. by much. And, you know, she's a dietitian, so very fortunately she could prepare all the meals for us and work out exactly our, our, our uh, caloric sort of intake that we needed every day. And the food, we actually ended up carrying um, one day extra food just in case, mm-hmm. and we carried all our food for the nine days how how was the, the the food preparation and the gear preparation uh, from your side? What did you feel that was lacking, and what do you think that we overcompensated for possibly
1: so so yeah the, the, I'm glad you touched on the food that that is i think one of the major contributors to our success was unles planning on the food uh, I really want to give credit to this. It was absolutely brilliant so when we started out, I remember when we actually packed the food into our bags. Yes, I got an extremely concerned feeling that we are going to starve. <laughs> <laughs> and um, <laughs> when we actually started the hike, and even after the hike, even now, thinking back to it, it was, I think it was one of the most well-planned um, areas or factors to contribute to our success on the Grand Traverse the food was more than enough the the energy intake I never felt uh, fatigued or tired hmm. and it it was extremely light and um, packed well so yeah. Yeah, I, want, I really want to compliment only on on that and um, and I think It, Shane, it was good she... it was good tasting as well. Good
0: <laughs> yeah. We were, we were very fortunate in in that I think we were quite strict in our because we were limited in 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 manpower or woman power I suppose that we were going to try and the factors that we could control we were going to try and control them as best we could so the the food preparation started four or five days before the actual hike started we started yes. dehydrating most of our our, our vegetables um, so to make sure that we still got uh, you know some veg and I think after Four or five days some some, some dehydrated veg uh, still tastes quite good um, when you when you start hydrating and cooking it again, but but we had very set um, tasks that we had on the hike. I remember on the first yes. night we we hiked past uh, and, and we set ourselves a goal. We were going to either try and reach Fang's cave, which was about twenty one kilometers in, and um, you can see uh, over here the uh, Fangs valley. And then Fangs Cave is on this ridgeline down here somewhere, and we actually we couldn't find Fangs Cave, so we pushed on, and our second planning no. point was Ruwanka Cave, and I I went well, through the f- photographs. Sorry, what,
1: what, wasn't if, if I recall correctly, we we aimed for Rato Cave. We actually made it to Rato Cave, and when we got to Rato Cave, we were like, no way, we are not <laughs> sleeping, three of us in, in that in the Rato and then we actually pushed to get to fangs cave i can't go properly but we i think we did miss fangs cave
0: yeah we missed we fangs cave. um i so so on on each night i where where we were looking for caves i normally bargained for uh if there were three caves or two caves at least in the area i would then put those on as a, a point because remember I, I we'd spent one week before this in uh, july on the mcsa july camp hiking in the berg yes so so we yeah. kind of knew the distances that we could cover in the mountains and it was around 20 to 23 kilometers a day but we had a lot lighter packs we did the belt traverse so we thought okay yes. this is going to be substantially harder and we're going to be carrying almost double the weight so I, i'm going to plan for 21 kilometers as a sleeping point and that was fang's cave and then Rathol Cave was at around 20 kilometers into the hike, I think. So we actually got yeah. to Rathol Cave and we we sort of, because it was almost getting dark. So we, we thought, mm-hmm. okay, maybe yeah. let's let's sleep in Rathol. But then, like you said, you know, the, the three of us wouldn't have fit in there. And uh, so we yeah. pushed on to look for either Fang's Cave or Rwanka Cave, which was about two and a half, three kilometers further down. Mm. And then we missed it. We couldn't find any of the caves.
1: Yeah. and And the wind was crazy we almost lost our tent it almost blew off the mountain yeah and when we tried to pitch it yeah uh,
0: and and we had a two-man tent uh a
1: yeah that's the other thing
0: <laughs> yeah it was a tiny tiny tent and and we we slept three of us i would i slept in the middle uh Hunley slept on my right and then Willem slept on my left and we would squeeze in like sausages, uh, and you couldn't really eat uh, in the ca- in the tent together. So, mm-hmm. essentially, what we did was I would start the the, the food. I would boil the water. Then I would climb into the tent. Uh, the first night was the first night that we also uh, got a bit of snow, so it was the coldest of the nights, I think. And um, so I would start the fire, and I'd get in, and Hanley would start preparing our sleeping area. And I remember the first night Hanley and I actually got into the tent and we sat down and and I'd planned sort of escape points on the mountain uh, As we progressed mm. in case something happened and we heavily considered the next day because we would be going past um, Just before Easter cave there was a drop-off point. So we we heavily yes. considered, you know, the, that first day was hellish for us I mean, we we were really hiking quickly and honey and I had a quick cry in the tent and we thought Look, I don't know. (laughs) I didn't even know. Yeah, yeah, we we were howling in the tent, but you were busy cooking. So we decided, okay, let's just let's get through to this this evening. Let's get some food in our bellies, and then the next morning we'll make a plan. And um, (coughs) fortunately, you finished up all the food, uh, cooking the food, and then we managed to squeeze in. um, I think I sat in the vestibule, or you might have sat in the vestibule of the tent, and then Hanley and I ate, and then we we went to bed. And that was our our kind of first day on the, on the hike. Uh, Do you remember anything else uh, that sort of comes to mind? Uh,
1: I I do recall that my, my camelback actually freezed up like just before we pitched then. So yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. That was, um,
0: that was strikingly um, bizarre for me. I mean, we didn't have a lot of water when we got to the campsite that night because the last water source was about four or five kilometers um, back. And, I mean, you can see here, uh, we had lunch next to uh, Oxbow Shortcut, and there's a river that flows Mm. through here. We can, uh, I remember I've been through the photos and I can actually see we're camped out for lunch very close to the river uh, to our left. Mm. And, uh, you know, we carried on with that river uh, system pretty much until uh, we turned up towards uh, um, Fang's Valley Saddle. And so we hadn't had water, you know, for the better part of, Oh, probably seven or eight kilometers until we got to our tenting spot for the night. Um, there might've no. been another source of water over here, but I can't really recall. I, I do remember uh, the last water point uh, further back, but yeah, no. I remember you I, had about I a think half it was a, at
1: lunch, yeah.
0: Yeah, it was at lunch. And, and you had a half yeah. a camelback left of water that we were going to cook with. And yeah. like you said, you put it down on the floor. I remember it was lying on top of your bag. And You picked it, it up.
1: It was in the the pipe. I think the water in the pipe actually froze I'm it not sure that the whole though whole that... No it,
0: it might have been my my camelback, but I remember there wasn't a lot of water in, so I mean there wasn't much to freeze but within 45 mm-hmm. minutes of us Trying yeah, to pitch the see. tent and level everything out it had frozen solid. So it was fairly cold, cold. Um, I think that had a lot to do with why we were shedding tears
1: <laughs> Yeah but yeah, we, we did survive the night.
0: We survived the night. And, and then the then, next and morning. the
1: next morning, we, we started to get our psych back. Yep. Yeah.
0: And then we, we I think the, 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 the first morning of the hike, um, you know, after our first nights out, was actually one of my most memorable. Uh, we, we hiked down to the river. Uh, probably, we woke up at about 4.20. I set my alarm every morning. And then mm-hmm. we we decided not to have breakfast because we didn't have any water left, and we wanted yes. to conserve what we did have left for the for the hike down, in, and and we knew that there was a water point um, below, so we hiked for about an hour hour and a half, and we got down to the river as the sun started rising. Do you remember that 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 first morning in the mountains? Uh,
1: yes, I do. Uh, I that's I still recall the snow on the frozen river, like. Not, not lots, but there was some signs of snow on the river. Yes. The snow that fell the, the previous night.
0: Yeah, and, and the and river the old, had actually frozen solid, right?
1: Yes, yeah, it was solid.
0: Yeah, and, and our um, responsibility was I would start the cooker again. Uh, yes. Hundley would uh, sort of get all our, our wet clothing dried um, from the previous night on the rocks. And then your responsibility was?
1: I, I recall that I actually wanted to go for, for a bath. Uh that specific morning (laughs) and it was more cold, Uh, I think for the next two or three days I didn't bath again. (laughs) Um, But I I also recall that I washed dishes in that cold water and sliding it back to only over the ice. Correct. And yeah, um, (laughs) yeah, it it was difficult washing greasy dishes in freezing cold water.
0: Yeah, I, I remember. You know, that that was the first kind of morning that I'd, I'd thought, all oh, right, this is actually quite fun. You know, food preparation mm-hmm. and and cooking. You know, we we try to sort of keep ourselves entertained and highlighted uh, with with sort of small things like, you know, filming and and whatnot. We only had one battery pack to power the phone, uh, and that yes. was predominantly just for photographs. And then you had a tiny little Nokia that you'd purchased uh, at a pep store or something the couple of days yeah. before so that Old you could call spiral. out in, in case of emergency.
1: Yes. Cool. Uh, I, I can't really really recall much more of the second day.
0: Yeah, that second day was quite a difficult one. Um, we, we essentially, we were aiming for Easter Cave and uh, we had about, I think, 23 Ks to cover and we also had to, if I'm not mistaken, was cleft peak on day two?
1: No, cleft no, is day three. a lot further. I've got a guide there so I can check. If <laughs> you, if you must. So I
0: know we, we camped out on Easter Cave um, and we had uh, that would take us to around 45 kilometers for the two days. So, so we had a, the better part of 23, 24 kilometers to go. And, um, so we can see here, uh, yeah, we camped out at Easter cave, uh, on the second night and that was, that was the first, uh, sort of cave experience that we actually planned for and found, uh, do you remember the, the, the cave at all?
1: yeah it, it was was it the cave that's sort of on a, a steep yes we, we sort of had to go over from from the city side over a steepish correct hill it was on the escarp side on south africa side
0: that's right it yes
1: a lovely view
0: yeah so so we yes. we reached the base of uh the of easter cave at about now our, 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 we we sort of told ourselves that we wouldn't hike at night. Um, you know, we we, we mm-hmm. had nine days. We would get through comfortably if we if we just allotted uh, around twenty two to twenty three kilometers a day, and then two days we would have uh, towards the end that were a bit longer uh, as we got fitter on the hike. So yes. we got to the base of of the the, the peak at about five thirty six ish I think, and the sun was going down at I think six thirty just before seven, the sun would be have set, And um, yes. we hiked up the base of the mountain and we actually, we overcooked it a little bit and we had to hike around and then back down the other side. And there's a sort of a, there was a narrow gully that you hike down with quite a lot yes. of exposure. Yes. And then you come into the cave in the front.
1: Yeah. And then so we had, that, hmm. that was uh, one, one of the, the most scenic, uh, what what would you call it?
0: Viewpoints
1: uh, like a <laughs> yes, <laughs>
0: you know, I just yeah. I, I've got some photos that um, I'll share on on you as the well. Walk-in. That um, yeah, you know, we woke up with this beautiful sort of highlighted yeah. mountain peak um, and South Africa in the in the distance, and uh, yeah. and it was it was quite special. We we had breakfast, and then the next morning we we plummeted down back because we were quite high up at this point, and uh, we always try to finish up in a high area because uh, we were quite scared of camping uh, low down on the ridge. So we added a bit of distance mm. to our hike. But because there was only three of us, we, uh, I know you were quite safety conscious, having grown up in the area, and, and um, you know, we'd, we'd heard some stories from the MCSA that you know, if you leave your shoes outside, they sometimes get stolen. Yeah. So we didn't want to risk anything like that, especially us just being three. Uh, so, so we camped quite high up, and then we we'll always tried to leave uh, just before breakfast if we didn't have enough water but fortunately there was a river that we got some water before that big trek up to easter cave uh, where we we got water and we had enough for breakfast the next morning and had a very scenic breakfast in in the cave and then we carried on hiking for the next day day three
1: yeah with hindsight i can um, say with confidence that i think you're a lot safer in the berg than in most of South (laughs) Africa. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, I don't think safety is is it's something to think about, but it, it, yeah, no need to be too concerned about. Yes, yeah, hindsight was twenty twenty, I think. Mm. Yeah, the the people we've met up there, the shepherds and so on. Also, they yeah, my my experience was that they have a lot of respect for for the hikers and they treat them with respect and they actually kept their dogs away from us and they didn't try to intrude on us. Mm. Sometimes they did, they did beg a bit sometimes, but yeah.
0: I mean, as can be expected, I think if you're in in the mountain, I can't imagine what I would be like without um, a slab of dark chocolate every now and then to treat myself with. So, you know, (laughs) not having much, uh, you know, when they do see, see uh, a, a hiker, um, they do sort yeah. of ask it. It's more often just for, uh, I think for, for carbs, sweets and, and cigarettes, we've got a lot of mm. as well, but uh, yeah. I think Cigarette, as, as, so. as hikers, um, I don't know that there are too many smokers out there. So I don't know that they get restocked and supplied with, with too many <laughs> cigarettes
1: <laughs> too, too often. Now.
0: Yeah. And, um, yeah, that was, that was, uh, we went through, um, Tzatziki, uh, uh, path and, we were aiming for uh, Yodlers Valley uh, as our third stop overnight, and we were going to tent out there uh, so so we we carried on hiking and this was where we we i don't know if you remember it, but we, we were on the escarpment we had South Africa on our left, Lesotho on our right, and we we kept uh, we we stopped over at about lunchtime. Ca- mm. yeah sorry carry on
1: if, if i if I recall correctly, this was the day we encountered the we suspected to be the the Dacha smugglers. That's right. Yes. Yes, and then we decided to, to keep our uh, to, to contour and stay high on the on the peaks instead of sleeping in the in the valley, where, where the huts was or something like that.
0: Correct. Yeah. So that was but, after what? after Cleft Peak. Um, w- between uh, Cockade oh. Pass and Cleft Peak, uh, on this ridgeline. Uh, we, we started, we went through a, a sort of a small saddle and a lot of the, the there was a lot of cloud cover that came over and, and formed. This whole valley was full of mist. I don't know if you remember that, but it was completely, I mean, you couldn't see maybe a meter in front of you. And uh, mm. we, we, so we, yes. we, we picked a, a point out and we actually found a little, it was one of the f- only real paths that we could see that was actually a hiking mm. path. And and I, I assume that it's from a a a, a, a hike, in route that comes up for cleft peak so so we got onto that hiking route on the escarpment and we just sort of walked for about an hour through the mist uh and then i've actually got a nice photograph that i'll share as well where we stopped and we pointed out cleft peak and you can see it sort of pushing its nose out towards yes. south africa
1: uh, on, on what day was that? Was, that was the third day or the fourth that was uh, the third day okay
0: yeah, it's um, it's crazy. I mean, it, uh, you don't really realize how much distance you cover, uh, but but we were aiming to cover around 23 kilometers, and, and Cliff Peak, as you can see, is about 55 kilometers into the hike. And yes, this was yes. the first time that you would have been able to speak to Janice uh, yes. in three days. Uh,
1: yeah, I still recall making a phone call from the top of Cliff.
0: And, and I'm quite, uh, you know, I'm not ashamed to admit that I, I'm a, a fairly uh, sensitive person and uh, I, no. I get very chalked up about the fact that I can't grow a beard. So when I see a man um, <laughs> known as the, the Bethlehem Buffalo uh, who can grow a massive beard and still cry, yeah. uh, I feel honored to be in someone's presence like that. So it's, uh, take me through how you kind of fought three days in not having seen your, your partner You know, you guys spend all your time together and and do most of your
1: adventures together.
0: Uh, What was that phone call like?
1: Um, Yes, I I can't really recall that I had difficulty with that phone call. But as I mentioned, the first day was the toughest for me. Yeah. Yeah, but um, it it was nice to, to speak to her again and to know everything is fine. That was one of the things that, that, that concerned me the most, was whether she's fine, mm. because if, if something goes wrong with her, I will not be able to...
0: Forgive yourself.
1: They won't be able to contact me. You know? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, it was comforting to know that everything is well, and by that time, I really started to enjoy this, this hike. <laughs> So <laughs> I almost wa- didn't want to go back.
0: <laughs> I, I remember the, 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 when we got to the top of Cleft Peak, that's really where I, we sort of settled into the hike. And, and then we just sort of focused on, okay, we've got distance to cover. At 10 o'clock, we're going to stop for 15 minutes and we're going to have our snacks. And then we're going to stop again at 1 o'clock for 45 minutes mm-hmm. and then at 3 o'clock for 15 minutes and then dinner time when we actually get reach our, our camp spot. So yeah. this was quite a, a, an enjoyable section for me, going past Roland's Cave. We, we hiked up and we contoured, and I think we, we reached a little bit too far up, so we had to drop down a little bit. And I actually used your, your, your phone to just send some some feedback to, to my folks because we had a bit of reception at Roland's Cave. Mm. And uh, Roland's Cave was a little section down, and, I mean, we, we saw the, on the map the the route guide that we were just above Roland's Cave. I've never actually yes. been there, but it's... It, do you remember the, the, the section down? It looked quite sketchy.
1: Yes, yeah, it it, it did. Um, I recall we, as, as we passed, there was a few cans leading to Rowlandscape, I assume, or the path that's going down. And that's it right. looked terrifying.
0: Yeah, it, it just sort um, of... It's a sheer <laughs> left hook and into... The abyss, really. I, I've ne- not been there, but it did look quite scary.
1: Yes. Um, no, I think if, if you don't have a backpack on, uh, it, it would be less concerning. But to, to traverse into Roland's Cave with a backpack, I, I haven't done it before. Mm. Maybe it's not that bad. Maybe it looks worse than what it is. But yeah, nice. I think it's a ex- experience to... To keep in mind, to plan for.
0: Yes, and and the, I mean the Berg is there's so much to do. I, I think you when you do the traverse, you you kind of you take it all in, but uh, yeah. you know after the fact you realise that how much you actually could have done in that area. But it's it's one thing I love about it, sort of you know a two or three day hike versus a a nine day trek. Is that you actually get to experience yeah. the area and you enjoy it, and if there's snowfall, you can go play in the ice and, you know, slide on your bum and whatnot. And and this was actually one of the from Roland's cave. We started descending down into the into the valley, and there was quite a bit of snowfall in this ridge line. I don't know if you remember, Hunley was quite a way away in front of us, and uh, I, I got quite concerned. Um, because she just took a tumble and, and slid all the way down the ice and I I thought she'd hurt yes. herself and she was just lying there and um, I started running down to her and I got to her, and she was like, oh, I'm just resting. I'm all right And She, <laughs> <laughs> she would often do that she would hike out ahead and then you know rest a little bit and wait for us and yeah. And, and um, yes, I always yes, seem to really be at the cool. back. Uh, I think I'm, I'm one of the slower hikers. So This is uh, this is I don't know if you remember but uh, we were quite concerned because there was quite a big uh, um, communal sort of Lesotho village down here in, in Yodlers Valley entrance, either here or yes. further down in here.
1: Yes, I think that's where we encounter the, the potential dacha smugglers. That's right. Smugglers. That's right. Yeah.
0: And yeah. instead of going down into Yodlis Valley, I think you made the call that we, we stick on this ridge line and we just contour as high as we can. And yes. This was probably the worst night for me just because of the preparation for the campsite. Uh, we hiked up yeah. onto this ridgeline. Uh, there was a water point, which was quite nice, but it was all quite mm. steep. And then we got onto the top of this ridgeline. I think I marked the campsite incorrectly. Uh, we actually got onto the top of this ridgeline and there were there was another group of campers with with headlamps on that we could see in the yes. distance over on that side. Yes.
1: Yeah, it seemed like, seemed like they were... Above some pass on the scarp, just above the pass. That's right. On, on, on a flat section there. Um, they did actually tell us when we left Sentinel Car that there was a, a bunch of uh, military, South African military personnel. Uh, I see. That was busy doing the traverse as well, patrolling the traverse or something like that.
0: I see. So uh, we, I, I
1: wonder if it could have been. Some of them.
0: It could have been, yeah. Um, and yeah. and that, that night, do you recall what made it so uncomfortable? I mean, I, 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 you know, I, have, I have the flair for, for exaggeration slightly, so I, I might have just experienced it a lot harder. But I think for an hour we were just um, trying to get feignballs, not feignballs, but vegetation out of the way, mm. um, just so that we could find level ground and clear rocks and whatnot yes, for our campsite.
1: Yeah, I, I do remember that we that struggled to get a, a nice flat spot. Mm-hmm. And we did have to remove a lot of rocks and you know, did a bit of preparation. Yeah, country recall lots of vegetation.
0: I, I think I was quite persistent but, in getting a good night's sleep. Um, I, I'm, I, I'm a miserable person to be around if I haven't slept. So I remember taking my yeah. hiking poles and poking out vegetation and pulling roots out and maybe leaving the big rocks for you.
1: <laughs> well. If if it's true that you become a grumpy person when you're tired, then you did an exceptionally well job of hiding it. <laughs> you you were always like a motivational Superman. Or,
0: oh, thanks, man. Well, I appreciate yeah, that. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> it just seemed like you never never got negative on the whole thing.
0: Yeah, and and, and that the the, this, the next day was really I think where it it struck me for the first time that that we might. Uh, encounter some issues and uh, a little bit of negativity came in and that was probably We we hiked down into this valley. We had breakfast again in the morning um, And then Mm. we we got water and we passed uh, quite a a stunning pool down here in this valley somewhere where it was fully frozen and then at the Mm. point It was quite a big river and it had made like a whirlpool. I think and 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 a big circular enclosure in the rocks and uh, It was also frozen over solid and that was the start of this hike up into Pampering Saddle.
1: Pampering Saddle. Yeah, I do remember. That you was a miserable it. climb. You can't forget this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't remember yeah. what our elevation gain was, but I, I do remember being very miserable on that on that ascent. I, I, don't
1: care. I don't care what the elevation gain was. <laughs> Whoever said it wasn't that high or what, or what. It just lasted yes, just forever
0: and And the reason I think it stuck out was that was the last point that honey's brownies uh, ran out and we started eating jelly babies and Those brownies no. got us through the first three days. Um, it was a Yoba mate uh honey and and I think macadamia nut butter blend uh so energy lovely. cookies and um yes. had so much caffeine in them they'd give you headaches uh, after you'd taken one. <laughs> but uh, they really got us through, well, they got me through the, those first three or four days.
1: They, weren't they supposed to only last, like, for the first day? Or?
0: Yeah, they were only supposed to last us two days, but um, I was yes. quite sane about them, so I I, <laughs> I tried to yeah. conserve them as much as I could because they were they definitely gave us a big boost.
1: Yes, yeah. No, I, would, I was grateful for them as well.
0: <laughs> and this is, um, you know, I, I think when we got to the top of Pampering Saddle, we then, um, we were probably, well, not probably, we were about 70 kilometers into the hike, uh, not quite halfway yet, but um, mm. our, our stop off for that evening was going to be uh, Leslie's camp. Uh, do, you, mm. do you remember I, yeah. what, what so, happened in this stretch?
1: Uh, yeah. Um, I, I do recall being fatigued, especially mm-hmm. in the later hours of the day, mm-hmm. and is and especially after that climb out of uh, to the top of the mm-hmm. saddle and at a certain stage uh, uh, the my, yeah the, the fatigue and the my burning legs became the only thing my mind was occupied with mm. and then you started some sort of a game i can't recall exactly what the game was but even to this day, when I'm hiking with kids or whatever, I, I always remember when you get to that point, you need to just to distract yourself and and the persons around you, just to to keep the morale high. Yes, um,
0: I remember that quite fondly. I mean, that was uh, we we played the name game. So just um, you know, you 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 know, for me, it's it's why I started yes. this podcast. Like storytelling is such an important element to to connections of people so you would just say like uh albert einstein and then you would Mm. obviously everyone knows albert einstein so you don't have to tell a story about him but if someone challenges you and says okay well that's not a proper person then you have to prove it by telling a story about that person what they did and how they became famous so if i say albert einstein you would then finish uh, off with a name that you know, starts with an E and then Hanley would yes. go with, a. Uh, you know, uh, it's a very popular game, but uh, I don't have to explain it yet. But there, I mean, we must've played that for about sort of two and a half, three hours until we got to yes. Leslie saddle. Cause this was
1: and, a, and it actually kept us going. Oh, it made a huge difference. It
0: did. That was, uh, I remember there was a, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the, the flats, uh, surprisingly, because they become quite monotonous. Uh, it's just this no. Um I've, I've got some video that I'll, I'll add here yeah, as well of us just sort of knocking on. And the start of it was quite pleasant, but uh, eventually, mm-hmm. you know, without the climbing to distract yourself and, you know, the, the, the tricky descents to keep your mind proactive, uh, it does get quite boring. So, so that, that was a okay. nice little thing to keep us busy.
1: I'm not sure if it was on that day or the next, but we actually contemplated to to, to buy one of the shepherd's horses or donkeys.
0: <laughs> yes, we were trying to and figure out how much we, money we had with us to, to try and, and <laughs> persuade him.
1: And later on, we decided, no, screw it, we'll just steal one. <laughs> we, we'll just steal one if we get, go past one again. And
0: Yeah, we were going to barter no. with food, and as our food ran out, we didn't have much else to barter, so we contemplated theft. <laughs> and and that's where we spent the, the night at Leslie's camp um, fortunately there was quite a bit of water um, really pretty and there was a, actually a, 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 a Lesotho mountain hut here as well but we didn't want mm. to I don't know if that's the name mountain hut but we didn't want to actually go across in, in case there was someone staying there or invade their space so so we just camped on this yes. side of the, the river uh, we found a nice little flat spot at Leslie's camp It was really nicely put together, Uh, a very fond um, memory for me, except the fact Mm. that Hanley every night would make me come with her to, um, you know, so she would, she'd be able to bath. She bathed every single night and Mm. it was so cold that night. She, she was cleaning herself with a, a cloth standing in, in the river on a rock the cloth down next to her and the cloth i picked up to pass it to her and it also frozen solid i could hold Close. it flat in wow. my hands like that and you were busy cooking at the time and yeah. i remember we had uh we had our That's last custard for think. the evening what, <laughs> That's what <I> think.
1: <laughs> no i'm just joking what
0: was happening but um yeah i, I remember that <laughs> night uh, that was the only sort of memory that stuck out to me but a, a fairly nice campsite definitely one that i would i would uh, say is a nice aiming point. You know, it's it's eighty five, eighty six yes. kilometers into the hike, and yeah. it's not going to be hard but to miss for,
1: mm. for sure. Yeah, no. If, if you're camping in a tent, it's or or let me say it this way: one of the nights spent in a tent on the Grand Traverse that was the best campsite
0: yes i agree with you completely it's easy to find we didn't have to root find a lot uh you know it was Water,
1: conveniently nice flat located. exactly down.
0: yeah that was perfect yeah. and um yeah that that was that was uh the only thing that really sticks out uh and then the next day we were aiming for jarring turnoff uh i mm. think the second jarring turnoff uh there wasn't anything that stuck out on this day uh, this this was actually where where I, I was quite happy that you'd taken on navigation because for the the first two days or three days i think i was navigating but then it became quite evident that you were you'd actually gotten a lot stronger than both hundi and i on the hike and you were consistently hiking ahead and your route finding is much better than mine or hundi's and you were just you were yep. nailing it every time i mean we would uh, where we Thank left we, we reached the top of Mafadi Ridge. And I've never actually um, hiked with you before on on anything this distance or where we had to use compass map and and map navigation. We obviously had the GPS, but we used it very limitedly because we only had pen light batteries and and we didn't want to run out in case we couldn't find ourselves in the mountain. And uh, so, so you would you would whip out the map every sort of hour, hour and a half. And we got to the top of Mafadi Ridge and... We had the established line, but there was another point where you could actually climb off over this peak and then contour on that ridge line, which was a lot easier because it brought us into the the, the next section so we, we we didn't have to actually go all the way peak Mafadi and then come down. we could actually traverse down it was a lot easier and it it cuts off probably about an hour or two because we'd gotten to our lunch spots surprisingly quicker than I
1: thought yeah. To be honest, I can't recall much of of that section. <laughs> I just recall the Mafadi summit. That's all.
0: Yeah, it was a very interesting uh, day because, um, you know, down here this was brutal. Uh, this this uh, drop down into this valley here. I mean, oh, our knees. Yes. Do you remember yeah, that?
1: Yeah, yeah. It was yeah, it was
0: about yeah. three and a half four hours of just like constant downhill. Yeah. Your knees were just falling apart it it was it was a shocker and
1: and there was lots of ice lots of uh, ice yeah on on steep terrain which was actually fairly dangerous as well
0: yes i remember honey taking another fall there as well yes yeah (laughs) yeah and there was a beautiful there was a a long white slab of ice uh, that honey actually traversed across onto and stood on and we took some Mm. nice photos which i'll share as well yes and um yeah, then we, we, we trekked through uh, 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 this valley. Sorry, carry on.
1: Yeah, I, I recall as we uh, descended into the valley, the vegetation got a lot a lot more uh, of an obstacle.
0: A lot more dense. There,
1: there was dense, yeah, and, and it was difficult at times to get through, in, especially in the lower sections of the valley. Yes. So we got to a nicely... Uh, a, 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 what would you call it uh, the often hiked path. Yeah, and I think uh, that, and that was evidence.
0: That's right. And and that was around here in, in Jarating when we saw some sheep and uh, mm. they, I don't know if you remember but there the, the, there was just a random herd of sheep. We didn't even see the, 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 the um uh,
1: Yes, yes I do recall now.
0: And, and you and Hunley were hiking quite a way ahead of us. I wanted to, uh, I took a little video here and celebrated the 100-kilometer mark by myself. You and Hunley were just okay. too fast for me. <laughs> but I'll share that as well. Uh, my celebration okay. and, and and horrible uh, photograph and, and videography skills. And um, yeah. yeah, then when we reached uh, Jarotink, uh, turn off 2, that's where we we, we camped. Uh, we again always try to keep our, our height. So we camped a little bit higher up on the ridgeline. And um, and then, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really. Do you recall this evening? No. Remember, we 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 hiked through, and there was a bunch of, uh, there there was quite a, a steep face on our left, uh, and then we we went through, uh, we crossed over a river a couple of times, and there was a, a Lesotho encampment or yeah. settlement. Yeah. That uh, we went through, and we were actually contemplating. We looked into a couple of the houses to sleep there. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was completely yeah. abandoned. Um, but then we carried on going, and then we camped a little bit further up past that. Yeah. And um, the next morning, when we started hiking again, we actually saw we were having breakfast, and there was a guy sitting above us uh, watching yes, us eat. Yes. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, so I, that was the I, morning.
1: I do recall the images, but I can't actually place them. On the, you know, on the, on the timescale.
0: Yes. Yeah, this is when it all got, a day.
1: yeah,
0: this is where it all got quite, um, a little bit confusing for me. Uh, I had one of the scariest days. Um, was it, Mokotlong? uh, I think we, we slept at, uh, Mokotlong Path, um, start at the bend, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And then, the next day, uh, on day on the way to Sunny Saddle, um, this is when yeah, that's it. Uh, so so we hiked on, uh, and we. Whoop, where am I going here? There, Mohot Long Bend. And we slept here, yeah, and then the next day we started hiking. And honey had started feeling a bit um, fatigued, so I put a belt around my waist. And um, and strapped onto her bag, so she would hike behind me, and we would sort of hike in a daisy chain, and uh, yes. we hiked that way for what, the better part of the day.
1: What was this day? Uh,
0: six, this was day uh, seven,
1: six, four, five, six. uh
0: This was day six.
1: Yeah okay
0: and uh we we we'd started hiking it was just before we reached so the the next day day seven would be the day that we summited to banana mm-hmm. so i mean i i'd like to you know we don't have to go through each day um systematically but this was the day that probably stands out and and regrettably one of the days that only uh you know it's it sort of when anyone asks me about the GT, I always highlight this day, but just because of how scared I was uh, when 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 this occurred. But we, yes. we'd, honey, had started feeling a bit fatigued, and uh, we we were going to camp on a, a quite a, a high summit over here somewhere, and uh, it might have been in the saddle. I think yeah, it was uh, Tabana Putso saddle, uh, probably about. I would say the. the that was our, our second longest day so far. It was a twenty-four twenty-five kilometer day. And we finished yes. off that day with a big climb. I don't know if you remember, but there was a river next to us and it was very uh, vegetative. I don't know <laughs> the proper wording is. No. Um, but we we it was probably a two hour climb to finish. And yes. we we just we we aimed for the summit and we were gonna camp at the summit and we just pushed. And yep. when we got about three quarters of the way up Hanley and I, we, we tried to sort of speak to each other, uh, quite constantly just to sort of motivate and, you know, you, you would do a lot of the root findings. So when we got to you, you know, we would, we would always chat and try and keep our spirits up, but Hanley got very quiet and, uh, she mm. had the belt around her uh, and I, I, I wasn't pulling her, but I was just, I was helping her along, uh, again, yes. you know, I think the seven days in your body starts breaking down a lot of the, uh, the muscle storages and fat storages. Yeah. And um she's she's quite a small person to start with, uh tall, uh, but not a lot of fat and muscle storage. And uh she went and sat down when we were about three quarters almost uh to the top, and I turned around to look at her and her eyes had fallen, you know, gone back into the mm. back of her head and I could just see whites in her eyes and she started shaking. Uh do you do you recall that
1: moment? Yes, I do recall. Um I, I was quite a bit in the front mm-hmm. ahead of you guys and I recall that I heard the panic in your voice and when mm-hmm. I turned around um you already dropped your we're busy undoing your backpack dropping it and getting to only, and um so so but it, I think it took me about two minutes or so to get back to you guys.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And by then Hanli was conscious, but a bit confused. Mm. Like it look, looked like she wasn't really aware of what, what exactly was going on. Mm. And um, I can recall you, you actually handled it pretty well. Um,
0: well, shout out to uh, Wild Medics. Um, I mean, they, they, they do quite a, an extensive uh, Wilderness First Aid course. That yes. they they kind of drill into these scenarios and they make it quite real, um, and uh, you know I, I, whether I reacted well or not, I, I I was very concerned because she was unresponsive. Mm. Um, I put my bag down. I did a collar. I don't know what you call it. Um, you've recently, I I think done a, a wilderness first aid yes. course, but when you tap the collar to see if you're responsive, uh, if, yes. Uh, so I. I Tapped her uh, collarbone and she was kind of, you know, I think it it sends an echo through your, uh, (laughs) hopefully to try and, uh, you know, get a little bit of attention back from a fairly unresponsive. It was bugging her a little bit. Um, I was quite aggressive about it. Um, And then, you know, I assumed one or two things. Um, You know, my my first assumption was that she just didn't have enough food in her. Uh, She hadn't stopped over or she was dehydrated. She didn't seem to be dehydrated. Uh, you know, I I'd made her stop quite often on the last sort of couple of hours of that hike because I knew she mm-hmm. was struggling, as were we all. And um, yes. so so I immediately took a handful of uh, sweets and put them mm-hmm. into my mouth and sort of chewed them up and try to make some yeah. sort of glucose gel. Uh- is that is that right I, I think I recall this
1: so, and so by, mm. by the time I got there you were already uh, busy with this procedure which right. was awkward to me but yeah. it, um, so so I recall you still being actually busy feeding her I see this uh, yeah. not feeding sorry my English is is uh, making it difficult for me to to communicate complicated mm. stuff, but um,
0: essentially, I think I, I, I was just trying to to distribute the, the get some
1: the glucose in her glucose system into her
0: system. So I was just spreading it in her gums and trying to sort of yeah. um, get her to to swirl it around her mouth and make sure that she got a little bit in. Um, yes. But fortunately, it wasn't that serious of a case. We were quite far into Lesotho. I mean, if 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 you scroll across, I mean, we're, we're quite away away from the scarps. Yeah.
1: Um, Mm. No cell phone reception,
0: no cell phone reception. Uh,
1: We we were completely on our own own, and it would have taken at least half a day to get to to even cell phone reception.
0: That's right. And so it was quite a a stressful situation, but um, thankfully uh, you offered the, the next day, I mean, she, she eventually came to, um, we, we fed her, put her in the tent. Um, we had actually a, a lovely night there. It was, um, everything yes. was so green. It was right on top of a waterfall. Uh, it was mm. really, really nice. Uh, we went down and got water. Uh, you volunteered for that night to, to cook the food and I just sat with Hanley and, and we kind of ate and we had a fairly early morning. Um, her storages were quite low the next day as well. So I don't mm. know if, if, I think I, I carried a bag the next you you started the morning and then
1: um, you you actually carried it for quite a bit and refused to uh, hand it over to me (laughs) and then (laughs) eventually we started to to take turns on this and, um, but, but if I recall correctly, Hanley actually started out pretty strong
0: yes for, that's for right
1: the first few hours of the that's day. right
0: that's right yes and then yes, and, and we, we had
1: a massive climb and then a massive drop again and on that drop on that descent somewhere that's right uh, she started having difficulties again
0: that's right so so we were dropping down uh we climbed through um and we actually traversed this mountain pass over here and we dropped down into this valley, and this is where we had lunch at around, I mean, uh, snack at around 10. And she, she started feeling quite bad again, and then uh, that's where I took her bag, and then we hiked up and, and we traversed. Uh, there was a lot of snowfall, and this is where we met the, yes. the guy taking food to his, his, his brother or yes. cousin.
1: yeah. And yeah. that's and that's where we summited. after that, we summit double Island. That's the right
0: <laughs> Yeah, and and that was quite a, a special moment for me because I think that's where we realized okay, we're almost done we've got um, a fairly I wouldn't say easy walk into to, to we were gonna hike into Sardney uh, saddle and mm. Then just spend the uh, the night a, a couple of kilometers past the saddle, but we were actually a day early uh, For yes. the the meetup with my parents. So we we'd carried food for nine days in case we didn't meet up with them, and uh, no. we had enough food to push through, uh, but we thought we'd get onto the road because Honey wasn't feeling great. We actually got onto the the road from Sony Backpackers, probably about yes. seven or eight kilometers up from the Backpackers, and uh, we, we 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 thought, okay, well, you know, we, we we are early. Let's actually hike to the Backpackers on tar, and uh, yes. it'll, we'll get there a lot quicker. And at this point, you were carrying Hunley's bag. I just remember the the, it, yeah. the the stark difference between walking off trail and on tar, and the tar was brutal. My knees were, you know, after about yes. two kilometers, my knees were it, actually. It was a a
1: terrible. dreadful little section of the hike. Yes. Uh, yes, I recalled it as well as being the tiring and unpleasant, and and then every, any other negative words you want to add to it. <laughs>
0: And then, for some reason, um, mother bear instincts kicked in, and my parents decided yeah. to come up a day before. And yeah. for some unknown reason, my mum was terribly worried, and mm. w- along with my grandfather and my father, like all
1: like, moms, like all moms, yeah. like
0: all moms uh, just started yeah. driving mm-hmm. up. And uh, we met them uh, after hiking about two or three kilometers a day before on the road. And it it was surreal that, you know, they came around the corner and I was like, hang on, that's my grandfather. I had no idea that he was coming. And then behind them in the next car was my, fortunately, because of the way we smelt, was my dad and my mum in a bucky. So we chucked all the stuff in the back of the bucky. And then we drove down to Sony Backpackers and had probably one of the most comfortable nights of the GT.
1: So, so I, I've been to to Sony. What do they call themselves? Sony Top Backpackers. I think there's mm-hmm. another one. Sony Backpackers is on the bottom, and then I see so, Sony Top Backpackers is the one on the top. But I've actually spent quite a few nights at Sony Top Backpackers, and mm-hmm. um, we, we've done a motorcycle trip, and we've done some trips in off-road vehicles and so on and so forth, but yes, there's nothing that compares with the feeling of hiking into to Sani, Uh Yeah, of the, it's, it's just amazing. Even, even though it might not be amazing in that context, that whole setup is just amazing.
0: It was very special and, mm-hmm. and the, the owners of the backpackers were very pleasant with us. They, they allowed us to book in uh, and sleep at the backpackers uh, with very little pre-warning or booking. We also yes. had a, a full three-course meal, uh, which was phenomenal. Yeah. And,
1: uh, uh, and them... breakfast as well.
0: <laughs> did we have breakfast there as well?
1: I think we did. No. No, we, no, we, we didn't. We left no, very we early
0: that morning we're with my mum's
1: soup. Uh, I don't know if you remember. I think, yes, I do. I think I'm recalling a, a motorbike trip. Oh, right. Break, yeah.
0: And, and Willem, you don't drink um, uh, alcohol, but uh, I could be wrong, but I remember having a beer, uh, you know, a day before yeah. the end of the hike, and it was probably the best beer I've ever had uh, after, you know, a, a good, can, good long slog.
1: Can you recall which beer it was?
0: It was definitely a, a Maluti i think maluti. that's what they call it
1: yeah it's a maluti yeah,
0: yeah it was a, a maluti yeah. long time the 450 mile and I, I i think i had yes. two maybe uh within the space okay. of 10 15 minutes but we had to get out there fairly quickly because we hadn't showered yet and 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 i know yeah. handy was clean but i definitely wasn't i think i've maybe bathed <laughs> once or twice the whole trip i can't speak for you yeah. but i did not smell good
1: <laughs> yeah no i did i did bath here and there Fair enough. Um,
0: I, I yeah. don't think I was, that <laughs> small, too pleasant.
1: Let, let, um, let's not go into the hygiene 15 <laughs> of the like.
0: <laughs> so this was, um, you know, obviously the next morning, uh, we've been going quite a while and, and, and you know, I really appreciated the, 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 the distance that we covered, but we still had two days uh, to go. Mm. I'd left the, the, when I say I'd left, I'd just done a lot of the route planning uh, ahead of time. So, so I was quite strict with where we had to sleep every night. Uh, mm-hmm. Sony backpackers wasn't in the, the fray. So the next morning we actually, we didn't want to hike straight back up onto the tar road. Uh, Cause we yeah. were sort of a little bit counterintuitive. So we, we, we went slightly off route and we, we aimed for uh, this um, St. Lenny saddle and we hiked across yes. and we were going to meet up with our, our, our route there. And uh, we we pushed through, and that night we slept over in a camp uh, or in a in a a cave. But I I don't remember what the cave was uh, was called. Do you?
1: No, I don't. But let's see. Maybe it's mentioned in this guide. I do recall that we actually struggled to find it. Yes. It was marked on the GPS, but um, for some reason, yeah, we, especially in those gullies in the Drakensberg, the GPS tends to be less accurate. And I think it was, was it dark?
0: It was dark, yeah, it was a fairly long uh, day as well. and And we could smell fire. Um, so we knew that there were people quite close to us, um, and and normally hikers wouldn't make fires in the Drakensberg. They would have their you know gas cookers or or, uh, or stoves. So yes. so we, we we were kind of a little bit scared that 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 we were hiking close enough to to, to someone, and we didn't want to kind of get involved with any uh, of the locals, just because there were only three of us, and and you know not that the locals are. Sketchy or anything. We just we didn't want to put ourselves into a situation where we 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 felt compromised or we imposed on someone else um, You know while they were hiking so so I remember being quite anxious when we were in there because it was late and we hadn't found a place to
1: To to stay Mm. I I do recall that we actually there was a nicer cave But it was a bit of a scramble to get to the top. Yes, and we actually decided to sleep in the lower cave um, which was a bit awkwardly shaped, and it was difficult for us to to fit nicely in there. But it was it actually turned out to be a good night.
0: Yes, and and that it was freezing. It, it wasn't really. I mean, it was a cave. It had a small little overhang, but it was very yeah, open in the front. <laughs> yeah. And um, a massive shout out to my mum. Uh, we had her oxtail and uh, and beef stew uh, that yes. evening. She'd frozen. I asked her just to, to, you know, freeze for our last hike, wrap it in some newspaper for the last night so we could have a really nice, warm, cooked meal. But she made yeah. far too much. I think she made four liters of, of this stuff. So so yeah. we actually gave half away to right at the Sony backpackers uh, as we were sort of traversing along to, to get back to. Uh, Sandaleni, I think we yeah. we encountered someone and we we gave him a t- two liters of soup while he was actually waking up for that morning at four thirty, and uh, <laughs> and then we just carried on. So oh, yeah. do you remember
1: that? <laughs> I, I remember it. Yeah, it was actually at, at this at the village. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And then we had a, a really nice, pleasant meal, and that was our last night in the Berg, uh, in in a tiny little cave, and then. The, the the we left ourselves quite a bit uh for the next day uh, I, th- I remember covering quite a mm. uh, a big piece of or stretch of of, of distance but yeah. that was i wouldn't say the easiest but you know you're, you're finishing up um very scenic the berg is very different in in uh going down tomato pass and yes.
1: oh, I see. We covered you leave the basalt behind you and you start counter sandstone, sandstone formations. Sandstone, that's
0: right. And these beautiful formations with um, very interesting architecture, I suppose. Yes. Uh, and probably my, my favorite day because uh, we were finishing up. We, were, we actually didn't know if the border down at Bushman's Neck was actually going to be open. Um, yeah. So we kind of just hoped and prayed. And we covered 27 kilometers that day. And we managed to cover it by 3 o'clock. We were done, I think. So we had a fairly early start. Yeah. Uh, route finding was quite tricky on this section. Uh, it was,
1: yeah.
0: I, I remember it took us a, a bit of time to actually find tomato pass. But yes. that uh, sort of concluded our our 209-odd-kilometer hike through the berg.
1: Yeah, the last day was, was actually one of... I'll say the, the second most difficult day for me specifically. Um, I just remember felt like I was physically incapable of, of finishing. And I, I also had a, a stomach condition. Yes. I'm not sure what exactly it was actually, but yes, I, I got lots of cramps, stomach cramps, which and actually just, sat me down I couldn't <laughs> couldn't hike and, and and it's
0: incredible because i didn't mention that but your stomach cramps started coming in uh around the second day didn't
1: it <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it was fine until the last day like not not fine it was a problem but it was manageable but your the last day no it just broke me in half. <laughs> And Hundi
0: started experiencing similar. Uh, she, her hiking boots. Uh, she she actually tore her Achilles on her left uh, ankle. Um, so she still yeah. got a big knot on the back of her ankle. Um, yeah. Where uh, it wasn't a full tear, but I think she got a partial tear just from that pass going down because it's just a constant. I mean, I would say four hours downhill uh, as yep. you hike off of the mountain uh, into well, Bushman's
1: Neck. So 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 the Martha Pass is. <laughs> is the last pass, but just before tomato pass, there's another pass, a a really exposed pass down the gully, sort of back into Lesotho, and then you come around the peak and then you get to tomato pass. Yes. I I recall that um, those two passes combined was really demanding.
0: I remember it was a lot of downhill and uh, there was one big climb out um, before tomato pass. You actually encountered some nice vultures flying fairly low uh, Mm. in this section here, which was quite special, very scenic. And then the route finding became quite difficult at the start of each pass. It was quite hard to find the the beginning sections of, of them. Uh, Tomato yeah. was slightly easier, but this pass was—I uh, mean, yeah, I remember the upper route. was
1: difficult. Uh. It
0: was very, very difficult to find. But yeah, then we we hiked through and uh, we finished at Bushman's Neck, and uh, my folks were there to pick us up. Uh, took lots of photos, which I still haven't seen. Um, my mum hasn't <laughs> sent them through to me, and it's been three years. It shows uh, you how well—it's well, really been three,
1: three years, and I haven't seen any of your photos. <laughs> There, there's in, in my life there's no evidence of me being on the gt at all
0: <laughs> all right well hopefully we uh, I'll, I'll put this out on, on uh, youtube and uh, itunes and wherever you sort of find your podcasts yeah. and I'll, I'll put all the photographs on as well and and you can kind of go through this and and track the journey and 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 recall some of the moments it was a very special experience and i do appreciate uh, you taking the time to to go through it with me and uh, more than that, I, I appreciate you as a person and uh, as a friend. I mean, five days notice or maybe a week's notice and then committing five days beforehand, uh, it, it made the, the, the it made the experience very special for Hanley and I. Yes. And, and it was definitely something that we'll look on fondly for the rest of our lives. And uh, I'll definitely invite you on the next mission. Uh, we're going to try, along with uh, Johan, Who's a mountain guide in, in the Western Cape and one of the, the strongest runners I know? Uh, we're going to try oh. and do a push and run the, the GT in a couple of years' time. So uh, it's, a, it's an extension and an invite to you and to him. And uh, yes, we'll have some give, support this time, hopefully.
1: If you give me a couple of years, I might just join. Wonderful. Um, you know, yeah, I'm, if you I'm if nowhere fit in the five days. I'm, <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I just, uh, I'm really. I really appreciate that you guys actually thought of me, invited me, and it was uh, the start of our friendship, which yes. I highly value. Absolutely. And, um the, the GT on its own, I would highly recommend it to any hiker or for that matter any person who has the opportunity to do it. It's mm. uh it's a it's a, a life changing experience. I know it sounds like just a thing to say and that's why i'm saying it but it's not it it really makes you grateful for what you have mm-hmm. and i always since i've done the gt i always tell people that if ever i would win the lotto or for some reason inherit a huge amount of money the first thing i'll do is leave it in the bank and go do the GT. just to Realize it all over again that you don't need any of this material stuff mm. to have a valuable life. Absolutely, and um, to be grateful. Yeah,
0: yeah, it, it definitely puts it into perspective. I mean, for for Hanley and I, uh, we were very, very, very fortunate to live in that area for a year and uh, to experience what we experienced. You know, the the whole year that we were in Vicksburg we spent four weekends at home and those four weekends might've been the four weekends that we actually got to spend either close to, to Bethlehem and spend some time with you uh, or climbing in, in, in Bethlehem or Ficksburg or uh, but we had some wonderful uh, experiences and, and it really grew our friendship I think for, for me the GTA if you do something like this with anybody uh, you know yes. you either can have a very positive experience or a very negative experience mm-hmm. You know, for us, yep. we, were, we were lucky enough that, that we all just gelled together and uh, yep. it was an absolute pleasure. I've actually, um, for every podcast that I do, I have uh, my giraffe and yep. uh, I, I put one item that reminds me of my guest. Um, and this is the, the quick draw that you actually took down off of the bridge that I took a fall on while I was climbing. And... Um, yep. Oh yeah, it's completely sunburnt, and uh you know I would never climb with it again, but uh, yeah. it's it's my memory of you um, being an absolutely <laughs> stone cold climber and um you know, and <laughs> and rescuing my quick draw off of that horrible bridge that I took a bad fall on,
1: yeah, Injured your leg actually
0: yes yeah that wasn't wasn't yeah. a fond fun day, but um the memory itself was was fond, and I really appreciate you and yeah, I, I wish you all the best with your adventures going forward. I, I I know that having hiked with you and spent nine days with you in the mountain and climbed with you numerous times, uh, that your pursuit for for uh, being a full time qualified mountain guide uh, will only go well. Have you qualified yet, or how's that been going with the corona um, pandemic?
1: Or COVID yeah, pandemic? so so I still I still need to. to do a few courses and Mm -hmm. but i'm I'm qualified in the basic stuff like single pitch rock climbing um, up and mountain walking fantastic great well um chasing the multi-pitch but yeah thank you for for having me peter
0: no i appreciate you and and um i'm sure you know this uh it it, if anything this will just be a, a a a memory bank that we can look back on and, and recall, hopefully you know whoever's listening to this enjoys the the recall of of a uh, of three fairly inexperienced hikers trying to take on the traverse and, and having a very special and and lucky experience. Um, you know we were very yes. fortunate with the weather. We were very fortunate you know I mean? with my folks finding us on the right day. We were very fortunate yeah. that we didn't have any serious medical things that happened to us. And uh, we can, do, I, I think, just chalk it down to, to a lot of good luck and um, limited preparation and uh, <laughs> just just surrounding yourself with the, the right people. And, and I appreciate okay. you for that and, and taking the time to, to, to talk about it today.
1: Okay. No, it's a pleasure. Go Fantastic. Well. You too. Thanks, it. Okay. All okay, the best. Bye.
0: Cheers, man. Bye.